Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, welcome everybody. Great to be with you. Political Coffee, folks. That's the name of the show. And well, the whole idea of it, as you know, is to just talk about the political issues of the day in a way that helps us understand what's going on in our lives and our world and being able to talk about them in a way that really does persuade the persuadable to think a little differently. That's how we change Oregon. It's how we change our local communities. One person one community, one school board, one city council, one county commission at a time. So lots of interesting things uh, that are going on out there that are election related. I'm going to get to you the 10 key points in Kerry Lake's lawsuits specifically. Now, you have to understand there are other lawsuits filed last Friday one by my friend Mark Fincham. It's a slightly different lawsuit. And Abe Hamada, who is going to an automatic recount under state law against the Democrat. He's only behind 510 votes. We're going to talk about that. Also talking about a story out of Tennessee that talks about Arizona. Listen to this. Arizona Elections Procedure Manual has no provision for certifying third-party vendor equipment used for signature verification in Maricopa County. Let me say that again. There's no provision in the state of Arizona's election procedures manual that certifies third-party vendor equipment that's used for signature verification. Now, this is key, folks. You know why it's key? Oh, because Carrie Lake is alleging in her lawsuit that maybe hundreds of thousands. Let me say that again. Hundreds of thousands of signatures were not verified let me just say that for you again folks we're not verified all of this is really important folks to what we have to verify here in Oregon we'll get to that we'll also talk about the um, measure 114 arguments today set before the Harney County Judge Today's arguments are hearing for and against continuing the temporary restraining order. 
That's what this is all about today. Now, what happens if the judge says, yes, I want to turn this into a permanent injunction against the entire measure being filled the entire measure going into play it's a permanent injunction is what they're actually asking for see what they have in place today is a temporary restraining order temporary meaning until today when the state and the proponents gun owners of america get to make the arguments now the underlying lawsuits still keep going folks just because a federal judge struck down the request for a temporary restraining order by Oregon Firearms Federations and others, that doesn't mean that the issue, the, their underlying lawsuit's been decided on its merits. It hasn't. Neither has the Harney County judge's temporary restraining order. That issue has not been decided on its merits in state court. Now this is explained pretty well in the K2 news story and I'll have it up on the the show plan. A preliminary injunction. See, this is different than the temporary restraining order in place today because the temporary restraining order in place today expires today that's why the hearing for the arguments to make it permanent a permanent injunction against measure 114 or even portions of it going into effect now you just need to be aware of that because you also need to be Let's see, what time does that start? That starts, uh, ta-da, ta-da-da-da. It doesn't say what time it starts here in this particular story. Maybe some of you know. If you do, would love to um, get your take on that. There's other news going on out there. The Oregon Health Authority has denied a petition to repeal the ban <clears throat> over unvaccinated teachers and parents in public schools. This is a piece in the Oregon Catalyst by the Oregon Moms Union. The petition that they submitted, they filed it on September 12th to repeal this OAR, this rule that requires teachers, staff, and volunteers to be vaccinated. OHA refused to rescind the rule. Now, here's what's interesting about this, and this is probably all I'm going to say about it today, unless some of you want to talk about it, but OHA cited the continued need for the rule because being fully vaccinated against COVID-19 is one of the most effective ways, they write, to reduce the potential for severe illness, hospitalization, and death from COVID-19. However, this is a talking point that you could use today in conversations with people in your world, right? The persuadables? Or maybe not so happy with this continued rule about 
forced vaccination. The CDC is no longer differentiating between vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals. This rule continues. So in other words, this rule conflicts with what the CDC is saying. Mackenzie Pulliam, head of the founder, co-founder of the Oregon Moms Union and current president. She's the wife of Stan Pulliam, who ran for governor. She's quoted saying this, quote, the CDC guidance changed and Oregon is still enforcing this outdated rule. Many parents are still being kept out of the classroom as volunteers as a result. And teachers were fired for not complying as recently as this October in the Ben Lapine School District. OHA received 1,200 public comments. A thousand of those came from the Oregon Mom Union's advocacy network of parents opposing the rule. So you could say today, what do you think about the OHA, Oregon Health Authority, continuing forced vaccination rule when the CDC is no longer requiring that. That's all you need to do. Because the parents who have been volunteers in classrooms, they're being kept out. And teachers are being kept out. In fact, teachers are being fired. Even as late, recent as October. And a thousand of the 1,200 comments received before they adopted the rule came from the Oregon, opposed this and came from the Oregon Moms Union. It's a great opportunity to talk about something really important. So, two things on the plate are those things today, along with why it's important you understand what's going on today. By the way, down in Arizona, Carrie Lake, Abe Hamada, and Mark Fincham all filed separate lawsuits last Friday. I told you yesterday I had a little hand in connecting Mark Thielman with Mark Fincham down in Arizona, who ran for Secretary of State and lost. To help them, help Mark Fincham anyway, uh, fine-tune his argument for his lawsuit. Now, today, the judge is ordering the judge that this goes before all three of these lawsuits. The judge is saying, well, actually, let, let me, let me, Judge Peter Thompson ordered Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Elections to appear in court today. That hearing, I think, starts at 11 o'clock, which is 10 o'clock our time. So we'll get into those uh, 10 key points about why this, this 
entire lawsuit and what's going to come out of it is really important to our future in Oregon and the future and direction of this state and elections here. By the way, want to um, Anna of Oregon People's Vote. There is no political coffee clatch meeting tonight. We're, we're just we're going to stop the meetings until after the first of the year, and we're going to time them to be opposite of the every other week meetings of the Oregon People's Vote group, so the people can attend both if they want. But Anna of Oregon People's Vote wanted me to make sure to let you know that this coming Saturday Oregon People's Vote is just having a holiday no host social an opportunity to get together and just talk and have fun and fellowship it's this Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Route 99 restaurant in Brooks at the Route 99 restaurant in Brooks in Brooks okay this Saturday 2 to 4 p.m. just come on over have a great time all everybody and it's just kind of their way to say thanks to everybody all of you who gave a bunch of your time to be election election observers and to be a part of everything going on okay this Saturday Oregon people's vote route 99 restaurant in Brooks two to four and it sounds like fun. Let's celebrate liberty while we still have the opportunity to celebrate. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buke GMC Talk Line. 503-589-1220. Emails always to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker for a reason. She won Best of the Willamette Valley, not because she's mediocre, but because she's really good at what she does. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, you really ought to talk to her. Give her a call, 503-269-0747, 4-7. Check her out at rebeccasgothouses.com. Rebeccasgothouses.com. So here are the 10 key points. As Jordan Conradson writes, the Gateway Pundit. From Kerry Lake's devastating lawsuit detailing massive failures on election day in Maricopa County. Now, the judge has been around a while, Judge Peter Thompson. He was appointed by Republican 
governor back in 2010, Jan Brewer. Now, Kurt Olson, as you know, those of you who know Mike Lindell know that Kurt Olson is former Navy SEAL and he is the lead lawyer for the Lindell Legal Foundation. And I'm going to challenge many of you in this audience who are able to, to consider doing this, do what I'm doing. Not only buy Christmas gifts, as many as you can from Mike Lindell and my store, from my pillow, to support what he's doing, but also consider, and this is what I'm gonna do too, making a gift, even if it's just a few dollars, to the Lindell Legal Foundation, okay? Kurt Olson said this, the process for an election contest is a very fast moving pace. Under statute, we're supposed to have a trial within 10 days. He expects he's gonna hear back early this week from the court. Now that was last night's story. Yeah, they heard back. They got to appear today in front of the judge. That's good because they only have 10 days. They filed the lawsuit Friday. They have 10 days to have a trial. Now, here's what they want. They want relief. What would that relief look like? Well, an opportunity to inspect Maricopa County ballots from the 2022 general election, including ballot signature envelopes and the corresponding sing corresponding signatures on file with Maricopa County prior to the trial. Okay, this is prior. Now, let's stop here for a second. What, did, what has Mark Thielman been te teaching us, huh? Asking us to do, and I hope so many of you are doing this. Please do this. Call your county clerk. Say you'd like to make a public records request. You'd like to see, as a voter, your blue envelope with your signature on it. You'd like to come in and inspect it. You'd like to see your ballot, and yes, they can find your ballot. Why? Because it has that barcode or the um, the other thing. <laughs> Man, I just hate it when I do that. The QR code. That's what we had in Lynn County. You and Marin County did not have that, but you had the barcodes. Yeah, they can find it, folks and the batch number, everything that Mark Thielman says, and you can go see this stuff at battlegroundoregon.org, battlegroundoregon.org. That's Mark Thielman's website. They're doing the same thing. They also want, Carrie Lake also wants a root cause analysis and forensic examination into the causes and extent of the printer tabulator problems encountered on election day which by the way, folks, is much bigger than what Maricopa County said. They want a trial on all disputed factual issues. They want an order striking all signatures on file with Maricopa County that are not the quote, registration record pursuant to Arizona law. They want an order striking any invalid ballots or types of ballots on an absolute or prorated basis. They want an order setting aside the certified result 
of the 2022 gubernatorial election and declaring Kerry Lake as the winner pursuant to an Arizona statute that says this can be done. As an alternative, they would seek an order vacating the certified results and an injunction requiring the Maricopa County, just Maricopa County, reconduct the governor's election and excluding all improper votes under the direction of a special master and recusal of defendant Katie Hobbs and Stephen Richard from further participation in matters involving the 2022 general election, including any new election and the review of any issues related to the 2022 general election and any new election. Now, Runbeck, remember I talked a little bit about this yesterday. Runbeck is the ballot printing company that also receives the ballots and processes them for Maricopa County. A whistleblower reveals that nearly 300,000 of those ballots are not legal. Why? Because they don't have chain of custody documentation. 300,000 folks. Carrie Lake only lost by 17,000. It's 630. Oh, there's more. And it's relevant to us in Oregon. See you on the other side of the bottom of the hour break. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Dale writes me a text message. Says, incidentally, the usual suspects in media are working overtime to smear and besmirch the name of Carrie Lake. They routinely paint her as a MAGA tinfoil hat Trump drone psycho. The Marxist powers that be running on all out go for broke attack job on that gal. Flack gets real heavy over the target. Yeah, it does. And your perception is right on the money. So would be your um, perception if you figure out that, man, it's cold in this house because it's cold outside. Folks, we're going to go to the 20s, and if your heating system is not keeping up, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll fix that for you. 503-580-1456. It's what they do. They got great discounts, as you know, for veterans, for seniors, department managers. 503-580-1456. Freedom Heating and Air. Freedomheatingandair.net. .net. Freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website. Give them a call. You'll be nice and warm, and you'll be happy that you did. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.com. 
News. A state employee who shall never be named, one of many who listens to this show, by the way. And thank you to all who do. And thank you to those of you who contact me and wish to remain anonymous. I will always honor that with you. And I appreciate the things you share with me. Sometimes they're inside information that needs to get out there. Anyway, this particular state employee says this. I saw in KGW report that Shamia Fagan was complaining about all those public records requests that local election officers are receiving and how much time and money that is costing local office staff to deal with these multiple records requests. She stated that she believes is proposing that all election records requests go through her office rather than through a local clerk or county office. She wants to be in charge of responding to all records requests. Yes, she does. So she can just say, nah, sorry. Well, sorry, Shamia. It means you got to have a change in the law. Now, can she get that? Probably. But if she's going to try to do it by rule or some other edict, uh, the county clerks ought to step up and say, no, sorry, that's our world. <clears throat> the county commissioners ought to say, nope, sorry, that's our world. And then we ought to go to court. Linda writes, the same fellow who's been trying to get his votes verified in Oregon was in touch with Real America's Voice again this morning. He is still unable to pull it up through Oregon records. I would guess his vote has been destroyed or ignored. I don't know who it is. Getter goes too fast to get an address. If that person is listening or if anybody knows who that person is, why don't you have them contact me? Just have them. Give us a call or, for that matter, an email. would love to chat with them. All right, here's the other things. 300,000 Maricopa County ballots are illegal. Two hundred ninety-eight thousand nine hundred forty-two Maricopa County ballots delivered to Runbeck. That is the ballot printing company for Mar. This is only Maricopa County, folks. Almost three hundred thousand delivered to Runbeck that day, on election day. Did not have chain of custody. This violates Arizona law. And as we, you heard me talk about previously, it was further revealed, and this is part of the lawsuit, 25,000 ballots were added to Maricopa County's totals after election day. And no explanation of why the number of remaining ballots would increase. Now, she sent out a press release yesterday. Carrie Lake's campaign did. In it, there are the 10 key points are this. Cyber expert Clay Parikh says in the lawsuit that machine failures that Arizona voters experienced on election days could not have occurred absent intentional misconduct. 
In summary, the errors were the result of deliberate actions and could have been prevented. That's number one. Number two, between 15,603, somewhere between that number and a high of 29,257 Republican voters were disenfranchised, okay? Because of that, over, now that's how many they estimated went to these something like 59% of Maricopa County voting locations that had these vote tabulation machines malfunctioned for hours. Those people came to vote on election day and guess what happened? They were turned away. Over 300,000, this is point number two, over part of point number two, those Republican voters were disenfranchised. Over 300,000 mail-in ballots had no chain of custody. This is a violation of Arizona law. Point number three, whistleblowers. Tens of thousands of illegal ballots were counted, many with little or no signature verification. Tens of thousands. Point number four, 59% of those 223 voting centers had printer and tabulator failures on election day. Remember, election day voters went three to one for Kerry Lake. Number, see that was one, two, three, four, number five. Uncounted door three ballots were co-mingled with already tabulated ballots. These were these when you went to one of those uh, vote tabulation centers, the 59%, almost 60% that were malfunctioning that day, you were told, well, just put your ballot over here in this separate box and they'll be counted later. They were commingled with ballots that had already been counted. The lawsuit says there's strong reason to believe the actual number of door three ballots is far greater than the reported 16,724. The next point, Katie Hobbs and Stephen Richer, Stephen Richer being the Maricopa County clerk, both colluded, we know this, because of tweets revealed by Elon Musk. Both colluded with federal government to censor constituents. This is election interference and it is a clear violation of the First Amendment. Conflicts of interest, and here there are a number of them. Bill Gates, chair of the Maricopa County Commissioners, spent the last two years obstructing every election activity ever in Arizona and contributed to a PAC that sought to undermine America First candidates. Stephen Richer formed and used a well-funded PAC to defeat Kerry Lake. Clear conflict of interest. Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, governed her own election. Stephen Gallardo, he's now a member of Katie Hobbs' transmission. Runbeck whistleblower says nearly 300,000 ballots had no chain of custody. Maricopa County adds 25,000 video, uh, 25,000 ballots to totals after election day. Video footage. First-hand accounts and expert testimony directly contradict Maricopa County's officials' public statements deliberately attempting to downplay these events. 
These points are all thoroughly supported by affidavits of whistleblowers within the system and backed by expert written testimony. Now, the relief sought includes throwing out the illegal ballots. We've talked about that, which would result in Lake's rightful win over Hobbs. I mean, this is stunning. Maricopa County today is going to have to say why 300,000 ballots delivered to Runbeck uh, didn't have chain of custody. That breaks the law. They're going to have to show that, well, they did have chain of custody and we just, you know, couldn't give it to them at the time. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. They're also going to have to show, how is it that you added 25,000 ballots after the election? Just one now, whatever comes out of this is going to point a direction for us in Oregon in the future. The 648. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Hey, want to remind you, Eric Azer is a contractor that has a stellar reputation of doing the things that he says he's going to do. And that's really important if he come into your home and, you know, does a bathroom or a kitchen remodel. Maybe some of you are thinking about that. Well, boy, I, and I can tell you from personal experience, you guys have heard me say this. If it isn't done well, if it isn't done right, that kind of a remodel in what I consider to be sensitive areas of your house can just be a nightmare for you. I know. I experienced it. That's one of the great things you get with Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. Check it out. Check out the great before and after pictures of some of the great projects he's done and the customer testimonials. RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Um... Thanks, Bill, for the um, email. By the way, folks, if you want to send me an email, it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll forward that on. Uh, there are some things that are happening um, as we're making some changes in, internally in the radio station, and those things are impacting uh, sometimes a little bit of what you hear from time to time. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. 
Emails, like I said, to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. The reason that this, what's going on in Arizona is so important is because this sets the stage for so much of what we have to look out for for the 2024 presidential election. Now, already, where did I read that? Um... Mike, or Mark Zuckerberg, has already made an $80 million Zuckbucks pledge. This is part of the criminal enterprise that is unlawfully stealing our votes. That's why what happens in Arizona is just key. Now, this story about, I I, want to set aside 300,000 ballots that arrived on election days to run back, according to a whistleblower that signed affidavits. And by the way, if they go to trial on this thing, run back's got to come in and prove otherwise. Maricopa County's got to come in and prove otherwise. Okay? And if they don't have the chain of custody, then that clearly violates Arizona law. The judge would have no choice but to throw out those ballots, order them to, to be removed from the vote totals. That changes everything. For Mark Fincham even, who's, who's the furthest behind it, 120,000 votes. Also, we've talked about the 25,000 ballots in Maricopa County that were added to the vote totals after election day, which you can't do. That's illegal. But let's talk about one thing that really does point to us in Oregon, that affects us in Oregon. That is signature verification. Because one of the allegations is that tens of thousands of ballots had little or no signature verification. Now, that has to be whistleblowers saying that also. You have to have signature verification in these mail-in ballots. That's what this story out of Tennessee is interestingly about it because it talks about how they used, Maricopa County used a third-party vendor for its ballot signature verification. But there's no provision by the state of Oregon in the procedures manual according to state law for certifying that the signature verification equipment is accurate. This is a big deal. It's a very big deal because if in fact tens of thousands of ballots there did not have signature verification at all or was being certified as accurate signatures they matched and this is another thing that they're alleging that there are many mismatched maybe a hundred thousand mismatched signatures I'm not kid you not That's why 
equipment that so-called matches it isn't even certified and there's no procedure for it. It's a big deal because that's the kind of thing that happens here in Oregon in terms of our signature verification processes. Now, let's go to the phones, 503-589-1220. Let's go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Go B. So, uh, similar to what you're talking about, uh, what we found out <clears throat> from the, the Twitter um, leaks or, you know, the um, Musk uh, releases, uh, is this was all a big uh, coup against Trump starting two years before the election. Uh, everything was manipulated. The people were manipulated. Uh, the vaccine was part of the plot to, uh, to uh, get to relaxation of the voting laws. This was one large coup against Trump, and much of the coup was being run inside his own uh, administration with uh, Bill Barr, and I think uh, Pence was involved with it. Uh, it looks like the whole thing, because he was an outsider uh, and a big threat to the deep state or the swamp, whatever you want to call it, uh, because he wasn't one of them. Uh, they ran a big coup for two years. You're right. They did, and they continue that process. Here's the sad thing is that virtually none of this was corrected in any of these states. These processes put in place two years ago, many of them illegal under state law, have not been corrected. Now, they have a little bit exactly. in Wisconsin, but only in Wisconsin. It's a good point, Gary. Thank you. I appreciate you making it. That's Gary. Go Beavs. Go Ducks. Anna of Oregon People's Vote. By the way, again, they have their social this Saturday at the Route 99 Cafe in Brooks from 2 to 4 p.m. She says, please note, many people no longer actually signed their name, just a scribble, which can't be verified. Yikes. That's not good. We'll be back tomorrow, folks, and I hope that you will be listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Be determined to defend your liberty. Pray and be willing to fight. See you tomorrow, friends. <laughs>